Hello and welcome to Let's Get Psyched, a program that explores the controversial and challenging issues from a psychological and psychiatric perspective, as well as the implications for clinical practice. I'm your host, psychologist Dr. Aaron Parks of UCR's Counseling and Psychological Services. I'm joined by my co-host, child and adolescent psychiatry fellow, Dr. Tosha Yamaguchi. Hi, Tosha. Hi, Dr. Parks. Second year psychiatry resident at UCR, Dr. Joshua Poole. Hello, Joshua. How you doing, Dr. Parks? The views expressed on Let's Get Psyched are those of the speaker. They do not represent UCR, UCR Counseling and Psychological Services, or UCR School of Medicine. Well, on today's show, we have uh, we have th- three hosts today. We have um, some people that are not here, but on today's show, we're going to make a good um, uh, go at it because we're going to be talking about the replication crisis in psychology, uh, which is we- a cool name. Yeah. yeah and it's actually hard. It's hard to say the, the word replicability. I, I chose replication crisis. <laughs> I think it's I read that. To say. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's about how um, there are certain studies and some of them are very important, influential studies. Mm-hmm. It looks like particularly in social psychology, by the way, that we, we have uh, other researchers have failed to reproduce. So it really calls into question the results and uh, the rippling effect of the influence that those studies have had. But before we get to that, does anyone have anything new or interesting to say? I, or any- I do. Uh, okay, Tosha, you're okay, saying so, something right now. <laughs> so I recently heard about this uh, movement in on social media called self-marriage. Mm. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but um, it looks like people are marrying themselves in a special ceremony that's very similar to a regular wedding. It's just but for half the cost. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an officiant. Um, and how many people are attending? That I don't know. I don't have a lot of details. I just saw okay. a post this half. weekend. Now, is this a legal thing or is this someone that just something that someone's doing? Because oh I've seen God, people marrying good, their pets question, and yeah. things like that. Like Barbie dolls. But and that's not it's not recognized by any governmental body. I don't know. I I don't know how it would be. It's like a symbolic gesture. Yes. Is this a symbolic? I think it's a symbolic okay. gesture. They're making yeah, a it's statement just, it's to a, the it's world. It's about self-love. They're making a statement about self-love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and what do you speculate is the psychological motivation for marrying yourself? I want to say, I mean, the idea that it gives me is a sense of independence and reliance on oneself. Um and yeah, again, that self-love. I I don't understand it for myself personally, but um, I could see why other people could enjoy that. Does it seem like selfish and narcissistic, though? It does to me. Because yeah. you're saying is 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 by saying I'm marrying myself because is the implication because there's no one good enough for me out there, so there. That's yeah. why I don't. Is that, is that what it is? That that could be seen that way. I mean, it could or be seen that way. Yeah, mean. yeah. It could also be like a reassertion of like, I'm I'm good enough on my mo- my own in the sense that I don't need mm. a person to complete me. That sounds mm. very independent. My yeah. aunt used to say that like uh, a lot of people think of marriage as an as an addition. You know, two halves together make a whole. And she said it's more like multiplication. Two halves make something a little bit less, whereas two whole people make one still. But at the same time, mm. why do they still need like a whole ceremony about it? Why, they, why can't ass? they just do it privately in their mm. room and not tell anybody ever? <laughs> or just like be self-confident about their self-confidence and reliance on... And casually well, mention it important. important. Like, I don't know, if you put you know put money down, you okay. take time out of it, like you can really cement it. There's pictures like, okay. this was the day that I dedicated to myself. Uh-huh. Like a sobriety Like date. a rite of passage. 
for alcoholism. Yeah. Okay. Like a okay. Wait, 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 wait. There's a ritual. Okay, so let's picture this. So someone goes to the ceremony, and we're having all these nice interpretations of it. Fine, I'm okay with that. And, but <laughs> Are you? You're going to. <laughs> I just said that for the sake of the setup. Got so you go to a party, and then you're in this conversation. So, uh, you know, what'd you do this weekend? I married myself. Mm-hmm. Now, would that be the conversation ender right there? And then you would say, you know what? I'm going to go get some punch. <laughs> Because you would not want to pursue that I, anymore. I know a great many people who would immediately turn it into a euphemism, you know, <laughs> and then who would take it seriously after that point? I don't, I don't want to make fun. I don't want to make fun of people. No, I mean, it's, I, 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 see I the think point. that this could possibly, I agree with you, you all, you too, that this could be as a positive thing. It's possible. But uh, it's possible. It's going to be, but possible. you know, it could be um, off putting to many people. I'll say that yes. too. Is that fair? Right. I okay. think that's sure. very fair. Yeah. All right. Well, let's turn to the replication crisis. So now there, this is there were some reports, and then finally just con- confirmation of a Dutch psychologist just making up study, making up data, and publishing them. And you know, he had this whole system going on where he would um, work with grad students, and then he would provide the data at other institutions. And whenever he was pressed to by the, either the grad students or other professors or colleagues about the the data oh it's too much rigmarole you know i don't want i don't want to approach this you know, if I, we we put too much attention on this other institution for the um, to investigate you know the data that then they're going to leave and they're not going to allow us to you know study there and all this other stuff but anyway they eventually it took some you know people looking at the math to notice that um, he would do god cut and pasting from data and he would just create this these, these false results, basically. And no I feel sorry for the grad students, all the PhD students oh, yeah. who... Time wasted, man. Yeah. They've got all these phony result studies because, you know, you feel you feel proud of your 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 project, your your dissertation. So I feel, uh, you know, that's... But also, you know, this, this person's a... This was like 2011, I believe. Wow. And so I feel sorry for them first, and I feel this psychologist probably... Um, a little sociopathic like it doesn't (laughs) especially because grad students are living off of like absolutely no money they make so little money and they're just dedicating themselves to their studies. they're at the mercy see you know i see grad students a lot of grad students um come in my door and i I talk to them and they're at the mercy of yes their pi their oh my god and they're and primary investigation yeah and then they yeah they, they they are just um, they're 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 kind of fear, they want to do a lot and they want to do enough, but then you know that means sacrificing and, mm-hmm. and putting a lot of time mm-hmm. and effort, and they feel like they 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 should, and if they're going to keep getting good projects and um, uh, you know not disappoint their mm-hmm. you know professor and all this other stuff, and I, I, it's a really hard life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying it's harder than you all's life, but it was difficult. No, no I think I'm, it's that's... very difficult. I was dating a master's student, and he had just the toughest time. Like, um, he, you know, he was making $12,000 a year. Okay, right there. Um, he had to get remarkable. food stamps because that's just how poor they are. Yeah, that's how poor Obamacare, probably, yeah. people Medi-Cal. pursuing higher level education mm-hmm. are. It's incredible. And, there's, and, and there's no guarantee. There's no that guarantee. It'll lead to like it'll, a very high paying job. Yes, later on. exactly. And he, everything just shifted at the whim of the mood of the PI. Exactly what you were saying. Right. Yeah. And also, I hear this a lot from grad students, which is totally true, that I get paid for 20 hours, but I work like 60 Mm -hmm. hours, really, Mm -hmm. actually, you know, and I don't get paid for all that other time. Yeah. And you need to publish also. 
Mm-hmm. And some and some departments are really harsh. You usually need to publish a lot of papers when you're going through this program. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. just your your in project. Yeah. Anyway. Well anyway, so um they studied this in two thousand nine. They found that about fourteen percent of scientists personally knew other scientists that falsified their data. <sighs> okay, so th- and there could be a little bit of underreporting there. Now it's not you know, but the actual self reporting I think I believe is around two to three percent. Right. So I'm yeah. thinking the people that actually I'm so so it's maybe what, twenty, twenty five maybe? The actual who knows? It's kinda of scary. Yeah. That's dreadful because it it's totally corrodes our our faith in the scientific in process. science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in two thousand fifteen, um, there was a project, the reproducibility project where they um, there's a collaboration with researchers around the world and they're going to replicate these hundred studies from these three uh, journals um, they're you know the very high status uh, journals in psychology um, and they were going to see if they can replicate them and um, they had a very difficult time actually fewer than half were successful in hmm. producing these results and you know there's variations within that some of them were sort of reproducible there were very few that were reproducible mm-hmm. at the at right. the level that right. was re- reported mm-hmm. so even then it's a little bit worse than you think i am hesitant on on just that point because of <clears throat> sorry if some of these experiments were done you know 30 40 years ago the, the no, i'm going to i'm just going to i'm sorry i'm going to sure. interrupt you right now and correct you that <laughs> <laughs> that these were pulled from journals like in 2008 all right. Well, that was my thing. <laughs> all right. All right. But but well, sit back down, John. Uh, but there's but, but but you know they they have they have like, they had pulled out some of these studies from 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 years even before that to try to reproduce and they've also not had the same results. So I I think your point will be well taken in, in, in other kinds of um, the studies that have not been the replicated. Older ones, yeah. The older ones yeah. that we're going to kind of reference today right. were some yeah. of the ones I was thinking about. Totally. Like why is it that the the level of rigor we apply to science I think has gone up kind of astronomically since mm-hmm. what was done like mainly in the 40s and the 50s mm-hmm. like a lot of that old data you, you can't really rely on like especially stuff from the 60s you know I don't, I don't think you can really use it as like this is really solid evidence mm-hmm. you know um i one one of the, the the comebacks of this is that you know it's not just psychology you yeah. know um uh the corporation amgen um, studied some of the cancer research, so the kind of foundational cancer research. A lot of them were university studies. And they found that only 11%, or 6 out of the 53, were reproduced. But I, now the, criti- the criticism on that, though, is that they didn't provide like which studies they pulled. Mm. And they then mm. later, after some cajoling, <clears throat> they released three of the studies. So that's a uh, they kind of cherry picked. It right. sounds like. Well, also Lack I mean not just those, but even the one that established um, vaccines as causing autism. Right, that was a huge study that mm-hmm. changed the way much of America thinks about science in general and medicine in general. Right. Um, that. Oh God. But it's been that... you know soundedly refuted. Yes. So many times, and even the main author recanted after mm-hmm. you know uh, what was it that he he. Uh, stated that he was receiving like kind of financial incentive to produce that result oh my gosh from a competing vaccine company wow yeah so it's like oh my goodness but now it's you know it's in people's heads Mm -hmm. right yeah it's i mean why why do we have measles again? do you know personally know people that think about things like that that autism is caused by i know a psychiatrist who believes that what yeah i know a lot Mm -hmm. of like parents 
who didn't want to vaccinate. Yeah. Vaccinate. And There's so a lot many of distrust. families come in who who believe that. So many yeah. families come in. Yeah. A lot of the nursing staff at like some of the places we work won't get the flu vaccine every year. Yeah. They don't trust it. You're right. Yeah. Is that a sign of the times? Is that one of those science? Yeah, anti-science. Yeah, and but that the thing is that these sort of studies mm-hmm. are propagating this. Right. Right. I mean, it's this not mistrust like they're completely off base, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. They just hear a smi- a seed. They a hear little that bit of seed, information, and then they don't follow up with like, oh wait, that study was debunked. And they run on it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 there's also uh, with the Wi-Fi. I hear that sometimes. Wi-Fi. Yeah, the Wi-Fi actually causes some sort of problems. Oh, or, or, I haven't or heard that. That, that. You need to you need to worry about that now. I haven't heard but that. I'm sure there's no evidence. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no. I'm pretty quick with that because <laughs> I feel like if there was evidence, I would know about it. That's <laughs> okay. Well, maybe. Kind of arrogant, I, uh, I guess, that I way. I guess. Know. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely know several people that believe the um, vaccination um, myth. Yeah. And it's caused a lot of problems. Yes. It's causing a lot of problems. What do you think about forcing people to have vaccinations? Oh yeah, isn't or they can't it? participate in society like public school right, or like go to public right. places. There was that, right. that, that kid who couldn't go to school because he wasn't vaccinated, yeah. right? And he yeah. sued the school. What do you think about that? Was he successful? I don't know. I, you know, I won't. I won't speak to that. I can't oh. remember the result. Yeah. I remember reading up on it, but mm. I can't remember. But I kind of feel like you know, <clears throat> it, you you, I kind of, I kind of see the sense in it, especially now that we've seen outbreaks of measles and things like that. I can, it's, right. I think it's justifiable. Yeah, I I actually would probably be one of the people that would say yeah there should be probably mandatory yeah. there's internet school like mm-hmm. who doesn't have internet school i mean yeah, you I mean, can just if do that tru- then i guess really really mm-hmm. didn't want to do it mm-hmm. yeah yeah keep them at your home and like vaccines aren't necessarily just for you they're for people who can't get them and they're re- relying on their herd immunity right, right. you know people immunity. who have reduced immunity i don't know now um in 2018 then um the center for open science which was uh, uh, comprised of 186 researchers, 60 different labs, did try to replicate 28 classic contemporary findings, okay, so further than the 2008. Um, and they found that there many of them, overall only 14 of the 28 um, were able to be replicated. And even some of like the the massive sample size, there was massive sample sizes or larger sample sizes, and you would think that that since the power to detect a an effect was there, that you would see if it was there. But it, even that, even sample size, didn't um, that you couldn't find an effect. Well, if you're joining us, you're listening to Let's Get Psyched on KUCR. We're talking about the replication crisis, which is in psychology. I mean, psychology was, was kind of the, it kind of picked on, I guess, maybe mm-hmm. in some ways, but it, I feel like it's important to say that in a lot of sciences, there's similar things going on. And psychology is kind of leading the way, I'm going to say, because so much attention was brought to it in kind of solving maybe the replication crisis, which is there's studies, groundbreaking studies, influential studies that w- we can't replicate. Other researchers have tried. They can't. They're not getting the same results. So it calls into question a lot of, uh, of, of some of the motivations, of some of the, um, kind of the the safeguards, the measures. One of the things that, um, and you know, and if, if listeners, if you want to get more information about that, five thirty eight dot com did a really good um, kind of piece on just kind of talking about this this issue. And um, one of the things they also mentioned, um, which is something that they're trying to do to try to solve this crisis, is something called pre-registration. So if 
you're going to study something, you have to, there's some sort of, uh, um, like maybe a website or uh, where you would register what you're going to be studying, um, what kind of statistical techniques you're going to be using so that you don't then just get the data and then form the statistical techniques to the data in order until you find something. So that is not good science, and you shouldn't be doing that. No researcher should be doing that. But the temptation is there if you don't declare it in advance, and then you could just say, well, I was going to use that statistical method. So you have to declare it. That's called pre-registration. That is a very good practice that I feel will probably will keep catching on. I actually think that you know I, dissertations will probably have a body that you, another step where you have to pre-register you have to declare what you're going to uh, maybe may, maybe just to an um, to a separate body because sometimes you know because you're linked with a main researcher um, professor it shouldn't be the professor people on your committee maybe it should be something separate where you're going to um, be held in account uh, held accountable for the results and um, declaring in advance how are you going to study it so I feel like that this is mm -hmm. probably going to be the wave of the future sure mm -hmm. okay. um, but so what what do you um, do you feel like this leads to you actively doubting research? Now, they did find it. It's, mo it's more prevalent in social psychology than in cognitive psychology or like neurocognitive, neuroscience, that kind of, you know. I, th I think that makes sense to me just by virtue of the fact that you can define variables a little bit more rigorously pro with like more co cognitive variables instead of like social variables, you know? Yeah, I mean... Um, and also, uh, yeah, right, right. I think so. And then, and also, when you say social psychology, that's just people. Right. <laughs> so yeah, people do all kinds of things, and they right. uh, do do something. I mean, one of the one of the, one of the studies that was debunked was the um, you put your you're instructed to hold your mouth in a certain position and your face in a certain position that is similar to the same muscles that are used for a particular emotion, and then you're more likely to feel that emotion. All right. Mm -hmm. So if you hold a pin only with your teeth, do not let your uh, lips touch the pin. What do you think? What emotion does that seem to simulate? <laughs> Silliness. <laughs> it makes me feel silly. It makes me smile in a weird way. What is it? Shh. Just tell me what emotion are you feeling? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Um, uh, but supposedly this this study led to people like uh, for that example, people would say, "Well, now I kind of feel happy and things like that." And mm -hmm. if you were asked to, and what they did also, they did it gradually. So that supposedly you didn't know it was happening. Okay. Like first tilt this up, move this eye down and squint, and then push your lips and whatever. Okay, so now you're mad. You're... I would smile out of just uncomfortability of it yeah. all. You know, it's like, ah, I yeah, remember in basic <laughs> psychology and beginning psychology class thinking that it sounded kind of hokey. Mm. Um, and like, it's hard for me to believe, but, it, but you know, actually, even though it was debunked, it's a little bit mixed. Because in further studies, and um, they, it, it's been somewhat shown to it has some validity. So it's not clear cut in some of these cases. Mm -hmm. Like smiling more will make you feel happier. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. that see, that is a study. Yes, yeah. and then um, things like whistling and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, can lead whistling. To, yeah. So I mean, these but these are things that need to be. I I know I I actually this has led me to think. Well, how replicated has it been? <laughs> like how many times? And let me uh, let me kind of read into that. If it's just one study, it's you got to be really skeptical. 
this was my experience with like when I was researching for this show for the the marshmallow experiment. So for for readers who or excuse me listeners who are not really familiar with it, they took a bunch of children and uh, they gave them a marshmallow and they said we're going to come back in two minutes if you don't eat the marshmallow after two minutes you'll get a second marshmallow um and then so they they measured that in the kids who ate the marshmallow you know before the two minutes didn't get the second marshmallow blah 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 blah. then some some odd years later uh, greater than 15 years later i think they evaluated how well they did in school and like whether or not they were good with getting good grades or whether or not they were hard workers and they found that the people who delayed the gratification of getting the marshmallow to get two marshmallows um were people who did better and so then there was this just uproar of people saying well it's about delayed uh, gratification Gratification. so they replicated it just recently and what they um what they tried to do was control for all the different variables that weren't originally controlled for in this experiment so like socioeconomic status Mm -hmm. race um, intelligence um, personality traits and what they found is the more variables they controlled for the statistical significance of the correlation just disappeared Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense and what they found was um in it wasn't like a a total wash what they did find however when they replicated this and then evaluated people 15 years later was that one of the more prominent determinants of whether or not you ate the marshmallow was actually um poverty so Mm -hmm. if you were oh my god if you grew up in a household where you there wasn't a lot of food Mm -hmm. or you like you were poor it is more reasonable for you to take the evidence of a sure thing Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. than to delay gratification of something later which is endemic to these kind of communities because the idea of like let's go to college let's delay gratification so we can get more and more things is really really difficult to do when you're not sure where your next meal is going to come from Uh, that makes so much sense right Mm -hmm. yes and then the other part of it that they found was that there's sort of a racial component i think it was in trinidad or tobago is that how you said Tobago? Tobago? I've only ever read it. And that's weird. Anyway. I think it's Tobago. Is it Tobago? Um, like Toboggan. They did a <laughs> okay. they did a study where if it was a like an, a white scientist and it was a black child and the uh, scientist said, I'm going to be back in two minutes, they were more likely to eat it because their faith in the white um, administrator coming back and actually reliably coming back in the two minutes was much lower than if it was someone who looked like them or one of their peers in terms of like uh, ethnicity wow. would administer. They'd be more likely to wait because they trusted members of their own community to actually come back after the two minutes mm. to give them the second wow. marshmallow. Mm. Wow. wow. That's, that's a really interesting debunking right? of that because I've heard that that was correlated with college graduation rates. Yeah, they'd put all kinds of stuff on Yeah, it. And, and it was, it was like, really just a test of like poverty. Yeah, it's like, well, did you have enough money to go to college, you know? Yeah. Did I you mean, have breakfast this morning? Did you have breakfast? Like, are you going to care about, yeah, are you going to care about whether or not you get a second marshmallow if you didn't eat anything? You know? Yeah, like I'm, I'm people from um, well-to-do families or wealthy families, they're just, you, you they have more faith that their needs will be met. Mm-hmm. You can delay yeah, yeah, you know sure. what's going to happen. You're yeah. like, no, I'll have no, food I, later. I feel that that, ha- that occurs also in things like financial risk, because right, I, I you know, I I feel like you know people that are wealthy or ha- or have been used to having quicker, easier access to capital are willing to take more risks, and um, because they know that they probably can bounce back from that, and also take out more loans for college. I feel like I've 
counseled several students from a low socioeconomic backgrounds, and they are super hesitant to take out loans. So I absolutely mm-hmm. will not, because they don't want to saddle themselves with that debt or their family with that debt because, you know, they have to be co-signing and all that. Mm-hmm. They just absolutely will not do it. Well, that is a reason why the, you know, completing their education can be difficult because that means they have to work at the same right. time. So they have to they have to do more work than right. their um, colleagues to achieve the same mm-hmm. result. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I know that sounds completely reasonable. Man. You know, and, and now, uh, um, are there any... Um, does anyone have any other like debunked stuff? Has anyone seen the Stanford Prison Experiment? You feel that that has that been debunked? that was debunked? Yeah, yeah. How so? What, what um, so I guess they went back. They talked to Zimbardo, who was the lead investigator, and they talked to the various uh, in quote unquote inmates, and then the guards. Um, and some of the guards mentioned that they felt they needed to perform in a way that the investigators wanted them to perform. Mm. So they felt like they were, co- they said that they were coached oh, to wow. actually do some things, oh to be cruel. Um, Have you watched the movie on this? Was no, that Was all no, that no. in the movie or is this pre-debunking? I think the movie was pre-debunking. Oh, okay. And then one of the uh, inmates who, the one that had that like crisis, that mental health crisis, mm-hmm. he like flipped out. Um, I guess he felt like he was kind of doing a bit Oh boy! Yeah. Really? Now, yeah. could this be hindsight, like just kind of reinterpretation, of reinterpretation, like reframing of? I guess so, but then because it was so psychological. Yeah, and then they they can't replicate it because it's ethically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Problematic. Like now you can yeah, you never can't pass redo the that. human subject no. committee. Yeah. No. So. Which kind of makes me think about Zimbardo as like, wh- why were you doing this at all? You know. I, right. That, I don't know. That's a personal bias against that guy. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's a lot of, there were several studies His that were done freaky. a while ago. I remember when I was at USC, they were talking about a study there where they induced panic attacks. And they go, oh, we couldn't do that now. Yeah. <laughs> that no, would not be you good. Know, yeah. You know Call what, though? I went, to, <laughs> I went to a conference on uh, psychotherapy. You know the Evolution of Psychotherapy Conference in Anaheim? Yeah. It's every four years. Oh. I talk, I watched this guy, this speaker. I don't, I don't remember his name right now. But his whole thing is inducing panic attacks in the office and then coaching them through whatever fear they have. So, like, the video that he showed us, this woman, when she has a panic attack, she has the difficulty breathing. She feels like she cannot move if she moves she will die she will have a heart attack and she will die so she's just frozen in her in her chair and he's actually like giving feeding her things that will rise raise her anxiety so she's having this panic attack in the office and he starts to say okay stand up and she's like no 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 i can't stand up i'm gonna die and he was like stand up so she stands up and he's like start walking and throughout all of this she's you know in so much distress and she's just fighting him the whole way of course because she really thinks she's gonna die um and then eventually he coaches her through to the point that she's running in the office Mm. like in place she's running in place and then what happens she starts to laugh she starts to laugh at herself because she's like, oh, my God, this whole thing is ridiculous. Like, I'm fine. I can run right now. Wow. And so then that breaks the panic attack. And so that, that's called flooding. <laughs> OK, well, he, he that's but, but the, she agreed to that and probably signed a waiver. Her, I probably. Yeah. But that was his whole thing. That that is that's a really good it's example risky. of flooding <laughs> and exposure. Yeah, I don't think I in the area of a Larson comic where he has like 
the controversial he has like somebody hanging out of a window in a dark box full of snakes and it was like the controversial experiment to confront all three fears at once (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i i believe you know if if people are agree to like exposure you know to do all these face their fears things and they want to do it all at one time Uh sure but I bet there's not that many people that want that kind of work, though. I'll no. just say that because what if they do? Which is what if they do have a heart attack mm-hmm. and die mm-hmm. just because they're just hyperventilating and then something did happen? I mean, what? No, his thing was like it's absolutely impossible that you have a heart attack right now. I don't know if it's possible, is it? That's <laughs> bold. <laughs> oh, but well, that, maybe he was just saying that to reassure her. I don't know. Maybe he has a really good lawyer and a good good doctor <laughs> you know to check her I mean? out. Maybe like, he, he'll say it. He'll he knows. Get it clear. Yeah, it maybe maybe he had her see a cardiologist before. Like right before, yeah. and, and the cardiologist sure. signed this sure. person's yeah. heart sure. is perfect. Yeah, because yeah. the cardiologist could do a stress test. Yeah, it was just the same thing, I guess. Before, yeah. Hmm. Well, okay, that'll do it for us on Let's Get Psyched. Alan KUCR, we've been talking about the replication crisis, uh, prominent studies in psychology that uh, were not being, we, they weren't able to replicate the results and therefore it question, called into question a lot of uh, influential studies and then it also spread to other areas of science um, and other um, areas that were studied such as cancer and oncology. Thank you uh, for our co-host, um, Tosha, thank you. Mm. Joshua, thank you. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for the show, you can write us on getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. That's getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. Special thanks to our producer, Elliot Fong. This episode was recorded in the studios of KUCR on the campus of the University of California, Riverside. I've been your host, psychologist, Dr. Aaron Parks. Tune in next week for another edition of Let's Get Psyched.